welcome to In The Clock End, an Arsenal podcast with me, Steve. And join me this morning, as always, Calvin. Good morning. Morning, Steve. How are you keeping, buddy? Keeping well? I'm keeping well, mate. Not bad at all. The pubs are, are opening soon. You're very much looking forward to a few gins, <laughs> in you? A few cheeky gins? Literally. First question on a Tuesday morning, how are you? Yeah, all good. Pubs are opening soon. <laughs> Crack Thank on. You. How are you, mate? You yeah, okay? you're lucky, mate. Living over in Ireland, this... Uh, we're a little bit behind in relation to reopening. Um, we're still not 100% sure as and when this may be. But no, look, I, I look at you with pure jealousy at this stage. I'm looking at the UK, obviously being from there, and I wish I had some idea of when I can actually start having a bit of a life again, to be honest. God, you and me both, mate. How was your Easter weekend? Did you go for some nice walks? Did you buy some takeaway coffee? Um, pictures you've... of some trees? <laughs> You bet your bottom dollar I did. Yeah, that's exactly what I do every weekend. I think at this stage, it's where can I go for a walk this new? I think I've walked every inch of the town I live in over here. Um, I've run out of places to get coffee, that's for sure. I mean, I've even mixed it up the old hot chocolate here and there to try and, you know, break the routine that is quarantine and lockdown because Jesus Christ, it's getting a bit tedious. But no, I mean, look, it was a really standard weekend from my point of view. To be honest, I really enjoyed just having time off work I know that sounds ridiculous because work's the only you know relative piece of entertainment we've got well I've got at the minute because I don't find Arsenal overly entertaining at the minute <laughs> to be honest less said about that the better out of interest as for coffee why are you a, you a latte man cappuccino oh. americano you know I'm generally just a caramel cappuccino sort of man to be honest with you nice. a bit of, maybe mix it up with a hazelnut one from time to time but cheeky you know flat white one sugar is pretty good you know, I've got a variation of things, but if you like nine times out of ten, yeah, I'm going for it. Uh, I, I'm all for like a chai latte, an oat milk chai latte. How you couldn't get any more pretentious? That's awful. Hang on, you're on the oat milk. Like honestly, I've tried just because. Look, you know, we we're so uh, on top of being healthy, aren't we? In this day and age, and chai latte, like dairy doesn't agree with me, mate. Oh, well, that's fair enough. Dairy, dairy's fine with me, but I've tried the other. I've tried nut, nut milk. Is it nut milk? And then almond, almond milk. milk. Oh my god, that shit's disgraceful. I mean, no offense, guys, to anyone who drinks that. Fair play to you if you do. My only question is, how do you drink it? Is have you ever tried one? Yeah, I've drank almond milk. They're they're not actually allowed to be called milks anymore because they're it's not technically milk. So it's it called almond. Like an, it's called water? like an oat. Juice drink. <laughs> almond liquid. There you go. Almond liquid. Liquid almond. That sounds even better, to be it's honest. It's not too bad. Um, but you know, if, if you're lactose intolerant or you just ah, absolutely, you know, yeah. vegan, then options for everybody, mate. We're, we're inclusive, you know. This isn't the 1990s anymore. Not, I wish it was sometimes. That's it. When I was growing up, we used to have like red top in my house. And red top milk is, is about as much as milk as I am. Do you know what Water, I mean? Water, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's not great. It's not great. Anyway, I think that's enough, enough talk about milk and coffee. I mean, I know we're, we're, we're struggling for, for content, content. <laughs> after a let's be politically correct. Actually, let's be kind. Fucking awful performance on, on Saturday night. Um, well, I know, look, I know you really don't want to talk about it. Um, listeners, we, we, Steve's really had to debate with himself whether even he's asked going into this because... Uh. He's bored. But look, Steve, I'm, go on. Just talk, tell, I'm, tell I'm honestly, I'm bored of talking about... Every week, we have the same conversation about Arsenal. About the same mm. players, about the manager, about the tactics, about the mentality of the team, about the way we set up, about 
for a club in general. Like, mm. if you want to listen to how I feel about the Liverpool game, go back three or four podcasts, listen to like, I don't know, post Burnley, post Wolves, um, mm. post Christmas. Like, you can listen to any number, any, you know, one of those podcasts and it, it will read exactly how I feel after the Liverpool game. Mm. I just don't really know what else I can add to it. Like, wh- what do you want me to say? Um, you know, we, we've got an inexperienced manager. You know, we went up against a Liverpool team that I don't think there was no Jordan Henderson, right? There was no Van Dyke. No. No. You know, you look at that team and think, you know, we've inexperienced uh, fullbacks, think uh, centre backs. Sorry, thinking, you know, we if we get if we get out of them here, you know, we've got a chance. And we we were quite. I mean, I was quite upbeat going into the game, and it, and it was just complete shit. Like start to finish, I think we had like two shots on target. Mm. when will it end like this isn't just like a one-off though for me this is week in week out that's why I'd, I have nothing left in the tank because it's mm. like what do you want me to say it, this is how it is every week and you know when people were raving about the the West Ham comeback it was like god it, it, you know, read between the lines man this is shit um, serious questions about the manager and the players whether I'm a flip-flopper I have no idea I just I don't know what to make of it anymore um and you know what? I'm not even angry. Um, no. That's that's the stage I'm at. Like, it's funny because like when like friends of mine would like take the piss out of Arsenal, I'd get really defensive and be like, no, you know, you're wrong. Whereas now I just laugh along with them and go, yeah, it's fucking shit. It is a, it is a shit show. Mm-hmm. And it's got to the point where like people don't even necessarily take the piss out of Arsenal anymore. They sort no, of start we've, to we've feel sorry that. for They're feeling sorry for us, which is even worse. Is, but that's not been that's not recent, by the way. I think it's more recent when it comes to the pun. That's not even the pundits, actually. I think they, you know, I think Graham Sunes has come on a couple of times, a number of ex-players have, and said, you know, this isn't good enough for Arsenal Football Club. I feel sorry for the supporters, you know, blah, blah, blah. We've heard it a million times. And I think you're right. Like, I'm not I, again, I don't know whether it's an age thing, right? You can only look at things from your own perspective I guess and your own emotions and your own feelings and how, how I feel about this current iteration of Arsenal is not a lot I don't like you I don't I don't have many emotions towards them anymore because I've gone through it and I've kind of much like you and much like probably a lot of the listeners and a lot of other Arsenal fans I, I just we know where the issues really are um, I think that's at the highest level when it comes to the club, I, I've said it, you know, on the podcast before. I don't think, I don't think the club's going to progress forward with our current ownership. To be perfectly honest with you, I just can't see it. Um, you know, you've been or had a large enough stake in this club now, and have had full ownership of it for long enough to have shown your hand. Now, look, I'm not making excuses, but COVID has had has has had an impact um, on what we want to do in the transfer uh, in the transfer markets. However, my immediate thought when, you know, even when I say that is, well, we had plenty of transfer markets with good money before COVID. Um, And, you know, I've spoken about this, you know, we've spoken about it, that, you know, our transfer business, both in and out, has been quite frankly horrendous. Um, And it's it's funny, mate, you know, we talk about expectations and, you know, what I expected the club and what I expected the group of players are, are different. Um, because I just have to be realistic with what I look at from a starting 11 or the the squad perspective. It's not good. It's a really poorly assembled group of players. Um, But that doesn't take away my expectations from from the the manager and board level. I want to see something different. Um, 
I think we all want to see something different. What is that? Just anything better than what we're, you know, looking at for the last five years. That's how long it's been. And when you think about it, like five years of watching your team just be really poor. You know, we've seen the team decline, you know, not, not dramatically, but steadily over the last five years to the point where, you know, you don't, you, you, I have started, I mean, you know, hope was something that always killed us as Arsenal fans, right? We've said this before, we, you know, we, we know it. it's like an inside joke at Arsenal, the hope kills you and we laugh at it because that's just our knee-jerk reaction. But the worst bit for me is just starting to accept that the hope's fading, mate. It's really just got to the point where in the current climate, you know, looking at what the squad of players we have, looking at the, you know, let's be realistic here. Um, you know, we're in a COVID world. That's going to have a knock-on effect for the next however long we don't know. Um, and that's going to have a knock-on effect, not just for us, but for other clubs, which then has a greater impact on the, the transfer market and what's available and what's not. You know, we <laughs> let's be realistic. If you could blow up the current Arsenal squad and start again, I think most of us would probably do it. And I know I'm kind of going on a bit, Steve, so, you know, thanks for sticking with me and not falling asleep. Same for you as listeners. But, you know, I said last week, and I'm not, I'm not going to scapegoat anybody because I think it's a collective issue. It's not just one person, but... You know, I look at the likes of our captain. Um, that's not a captain. Uh, we, we spoke about this on the podcast before. I don't want to see my striker or a goalkeeper as captain. Um, I did want he, to see somebody who's involved. Did he even come out after the game? I, I, do you know what? I, I don't care if he did or not. Um, I there's nothing I, I you can... I didn't watch anything. I didn't no, watch I'd switch. You know, I, I forced myself to watch the 90 minutes. Um, you know, I said that last week, Aubameyang brings nothing to the table if he doesn't score goals. Um, that's just one player. Conversation we've had time and time again I don't think you can really single out any player I think as, as a collective it was shit yeah. like you can go through the whole team it was yeah. just completely shit you know um, surprise surprise Callum James isn't actually a right back shouldn't mm. be in the Arsenal team um, you mm. know Rob Holding just come back to the <clears throat> Rob Holding sort of gone back to his old former self um, I thought the bias was piss poor Bias was terrible you know, it's just, mate, I've got, yeah, I've got, nothing, I've got nothing to say about it, to be honest. Um, yeah. Honestly, I, I think, but listen, on the plus side, we'll have some new merch out by Thursday, I'm sure. So Arsenal, fashion, to... club, Arsenal fashion Club will roll on. Yeah. So, don't worry yeah, about guess. it. We'll have some new merch out Friday and we can talk about that. We'll forget about the football. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just very frustrating, isn't it? Um, I just, you know, it's... I don't, I don't, who can we compare it to? Who else has had a you know a fall like this? I'm not going to compare us to Leeds United. I'm just not going to do it because we're, we're not we're, there. We're I mean, it's interesting what you said about you know if you start again, who who would you keep? Um, I honestly have no idea. This team is so inconsistent. I've got serious questions whether this manager is the right man for for us. And I think this is like we said before. This season's a bit of a free pass. If this happens again next season, he's gone. Um, the Emirates, he's so lucky and the players are so lucky that there's no fans mm. in because the noise mm. on Saturday, you can imagine when the second or third goal went in, just the sound of seats and booing. It, just, it would have been a mass exodus. Again, like I don't know how many times you have to say this. First thing I want to see in any match is be competitive, right? And that's, you know, I didn't see any of that, to be, to be honest with you, on, on Saturday evening. Um, but, the, you know, the most annoying thing for me is just like, just show something. Have show a shot. Something. Just have a shot. Have a go. It was like, if you're like, honestly, like, like, nothing to say. This honestly, I think we should draw it there. What what is to say that we haven't said about this Arsenal team 
we are consistently inconsistent week in, week out. And this is why I said to you and Liam about yeah, the Premier League. I don't want to say I told you so, but I did tell say you so. Go on, say it. He's smiling away, listeners. He's I like, said, you, you know, say it, look, go on. you were sort of getting your hopes about the, the Premier League. Not consistent enough. Um, no. and, it, and I think it's embarrassing. These players, they've got like the Pepe's, Lacazette's, Aubameyang's, big salaries. Mm. Absolute laughing stock, a lot of them. Just poor, poor management, mate. Full stop. Offering big contracts to players who haven't done anything. Um, yeah, we can't even blame Willian. You know, can't nah, even... I mean, look, Willian's <laughs> so far off my radar at this point. I don't really don't care. Like he didn't. Play, did he even come on? I can't remember. No, I don't think he did. I don't think he did. It says a lot that you know we miss Jacker. And, you know, and I don't even rate Xhaka. You know, it's no coincidence that we've not played in the Champions League since he's been in the team. Um, we did miss him, though, a little bit. on, And I say a little bit. because like, We did, I, yeah. There but, was a couple of times, I think, look, Sabayos was so poor. So poor. That's why we missed him. And there was a couple of times when Sabayos picked up the ball in the middle and he was heading over towards the left-hand side of the pitch. and Because, obviously, he's, he's a right-footed player. He couldn't he couldn't play that, that left-footed pass that Xhaka could. And that's Arteta's that's, man. You know, yeah. I'll set a point. I'll set one in for a second season. Um, and yeah. <laughs> you know what's right. funny? Like people talk about Odegaard. There, there is no way Martin Odegaard is staying at this club. Do you really think someone of that quality is going to set Arsenal the way we are? Um, the, only, the only way he's staying is if we let's, well, let's be honest, mate. win the Europa League and get into the Champions League. Other, other than that, I cannot. It's a complete circus, mate. It is. My only. Slight, you know, my only thought when you said that is that we managed to get Thomas Party, who's a much more rounded footballer we were in than a him. Better position, I think, last season. Even though it was completely dire last season as well. Let's not forget. I think because of the FA Cup win, we mm-hmm. all sort of forgot about how bad we were last season. That's why I think. Just sorry to interject on that. On what you just said there, I just feel like we're in the exact same position as we were last year. It's just we haven't won a trophy yet. I don't. There's been no improvement. Maybe really actually that's harsh. Defensively, we have improved as mental at as that is to sound. The expense of our attack, though. I mean, you look at Abamyang, the guy was whether you want to slate him and say his head's not in the game, like the guy is literally mm. exhausted. He's having to defend and come back and trap back. That's not mm-hmm. who Abamyang is. You don't do that to play like that, you know. It's just it's poor, just it's poor cool. game management, it's poor tactics. Arteta's had this team a year now. Mm. I'm not seeing improvement. You know, I'm seeing someone yeah. like Niles out of West Brom doing a good job. Thinking, I take him in our midfield, and he ain't even there because uh, I take him and play him. Serious questions, mate. Serious questions. Even so, like I don't rate like we're talking about Nelson. You know, I so say I'm not sure about him, but then I think, well, can't be any worse than Nicholas Pepe. You know, Lacazette like as well. Arte, uh, Aubameyang. I don't rate particularly rate Enketia, but. Give him a go. Just these players don't get a chance, whereas these well, they do get a chance, chance but they don't get enough opportunities. That's what we criticise them because they get they get maybe one game here, one game there, and they, they don't really step up to it. Mm. Whereas you know the likes of Bamiyan, like I said, Pepe, you know, get all the minutes in the world. Yeah, and just on shit. Pepe though, I just got to say I was reading Ars blog there after the game, and he, well, even before I can't remember when it was, but he calls in the seventy-two million Joel Campbell, and I was just like, that's amazing. To be yeah. one of those players, you could have. I think, well, look. To think as well what we could have got for that. Like you look around, like oh. Bruno Fernandes for Man United was like fifty million. That's got to be one of the worst, not just at Arsenal, but in football, in terms yeah. of you know um, what you've paid and, and what you've 
what you've what had the return's back. Been. It's yeah. the return is just diabolical. I mean, he had he, he played, he's been playing all right recently, but you know when you Again, when you no, no consistency. Yeah, when you spend that sort of money, you expect him to be a leader, and he was fucking awful against Liverpool, like embarrassing, like just get. And uh, but Aubameyang was the same; just get brushed off the ball. Very, just, very like lightweight. Yeah. Boys. Like, yeah, I have no idea what they're doing in training. But what what are they doing Monday to Friday? No I, don't, I don't know. I don't really care what you do Monday to Friday. Do you know what That's I mean? The like, point, though. Like, what play... are they doing? Because uh, are they doing anything at all? No, but what you do Monday to Friday, right? how I look at that and I, 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 I get what you're saying but my thought is just you're professional footballers right you, you know you're, you know how to play football it doesn't matter what I educate you Monday to Friday when you step out on that pitch as much as you're a collective unit you're still an individual it's up to you how you apply yourself on the pitch like Arteta can say whatever he wants Monday to Friday if that player doesn't perform on a Saturday it's on the player uh, and I think that there's are we getting to that point again where it's just too comfortable I don't know um, at Arsenal. That was one of the biggest issues we had, and we liked Arteta's ruthlessness when he came in. This is Emery towards the end. What we're seeing now is what we saw towards the end of Emery. It's worse. Let's let's hang on, listeners. We're going to go to some positive vibes. We're not going to dwell on this. Well, you you keep dwelling on it. <laughs> it's like to talk about it, mate. I've got to get it off the chest somewhere. The missus doesn't want to listen to our shit Arsenal, are, does she? So you've got it. I don't even entertain the idea of talking about it. A little bit more entertaining. We're going to do it on this day. We love on this day. We Steve. love on this day. And there was actually a few today um, to pick from. Mm. Um, what we've gone for is Arsenal Tottenham on the 6th of April, 2002. Um, yeah. A game in which the Arsenal won 2-1. This was our fabulous double winning season. Mm. Um, if you met, if you remember, you might not remember. You might have, you might not have been born on this day. Yeah. So you on want me to day, go through the lineup? lineup? On you go. Right. Okay. In goal. Why do I? Have, I think we had a strange keeper that day. I'm going to go for what's his Stuart Taylor in goal that day. No. Bollocks. David Richard Wright. C- David C. Was it David? I thought he was injured because he was injured a lot Christ. around this sort of time. We've we've gone south before we've even started. Well, look, me and Keeper. say. At least I didn't say Manuel Almunia this week. <laughs> okay. So you're David cool. Seaman in goal. Right. Right back. back. Oh, all right. I was going to say right back was Lauren because I know he scored. Um, well, actually, he was in the team. He is a right back. He wasn't. There was someone else at right back. But Lauren was in the team. Yeah, he just Lee, Lee Dixon. No, it was Oleg Lujny. Right back, and Lauren played together. That's unusual. Uh, so centre backs, I'm going to go Sol Campbell. Yep, Tony Adams. Correct. Left back, Ooh. Van Bronckhorst. Oh, you know what? Completely ignore me. They've got it wrong here. They've put Steve's research on this as ever. Tip top. Terrible. Uh, you know what? I think it was just a Lauren and Lushny. They've put like a three-man defence and then put Lauren in the field. So I and I didn't look at it properly, and I assumed um, Ashley Cole would be in the team, but he's not. I thought he would be as well, but I'm, <laughs> so yeah, like, is that that was his breakthrough kind of year? I think completely So yeah, Lushney, Adams, Campbell, Lauren. We'll go, <laughs> move on. <laughs> My head isn't in the game today. So uh, as for the the midfield attack, it was more of like a four three three. Four three three. All right. So then. 
Defence we've done. Let's go on to this midfield. Freddie Yumberg. Yeah. Patrick Vieira. Yeah. Robert Perez. No. Perez start at least. No. Did he not? Oh, he was injured. He would have got injured against Newcastle this season, wouldn't he? Yeah. Uh, no, so I think on. So the midfielders then, Ray Parler, was he in there? Not in the starting. He did come in as a sub. Interesting. Patrick Vieira. Yeah, clearly he's Brazilian. He works at the club now. I do. Jesus Eddie, Christ. Yeah. People forget how much, how many, Eddie he was, was a while, wasn't he? A re- really important player for Arsenal. Yeah, he was good, period. mate. He was a good player. Solid midfielders. Yeah, so midfield of um, Edu, Lundberg, Vieira. And then there's a, fr- a front three. Henri. Yeah. Burkamp. Yeah. Carnot? No, very close. Wiltor. Will yes, correct. That's not bad. That's not bad. Bad effort. You didn't do badly. And on the bench, it was Richard Wright, Lee Dixon, Martin Keown, Ray Parler, and Canu. Also, side note, probably one of my favourite home shirts. That, that Dreamcast. Yeah, it's a nice shirt, like that, that is. Um, I found a picture the other day of me as a kid wearing that shirt asleep, passed out. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a nice it's bad, shirt. Really. You look back at how big those shirts were back then. Now we walk around with tight-fitted vests basically oh i know i know oh, it's, mate, the new home shirt like it's very figure hugging um not the not the best of shirts with that in mind then steve that's your favorite bit of the podcast out of the way um i know how much you enjoy on this day because usually usually i'm pretty poor to be honest but i thought i had a reasonable performance there better than the arsenal players on saturday evening but i thought we'd try something a little bit different because we don't really want to talk about the game um but i thought something that's quite quite apt right now and that's let's just go through some players that you know we thought were going to be good that were either we bought or they were coming through the youths or whatever you know these are just players that we thought as a collective or even individually that were going to become superstars at Arsenal and quite frankly flopped um we are excluding any existing Arsenal players from this discussion otherwise we will be here for the rest of the week <laughs> so Absolutely. I'll let you have the first one let's Let's just have a... First one. Well, I'm going to go for the obvious one. Uh, it's mm. Theo Walcott. When I was making the list, Walcott didn't make my list initially. But then when you said it, I was like, oh my God. He's the the you know, top of the list for me. Um, uh, so, mm. what, I mean, it's crazy. You think, you know, he scored over 100 goals for the Arsenal and was, you know, with, with the club a long time. Mm. But just, I think it's a conversation among many Arsenal fans. He just never sort of reached that next level where we all... You know, we all sort of expected it, and he showed glimpses mm-hmm. of it. Um, whether that's down to Arsenal, you know, shoehorning him onto the wing, um, you know, he he didn't have many opportunities as, as a as an out and out striker. I'm not entirely sure what uh, went wrong there, but yeah, disappointing. I mean, yeah, he, he was yeah. You, you can't dislike him in many respects. You know, he was, he was with the club a long time, mm. scored a lot of goals, but was ultimately part of a team that. Always fell short. Yeah, no, it's a it is a good pick, and I think you're you're absolutely spot on. I think who do we look at? You, you know, you can look at the individual because ultimately, like I touched on earlier, you know, once you're on the pitch, it's up to you how you want to go and perform. Um, I mean, look, he came at a very young age for quite a big price tag back then, um, and then he went to the World Cup, which was weird. Um, look, he came into an Arsenal side, didn't he? I mean, he was signed what the it was the summer going into our final season at the at Highbury. Was it the January? I can't remember, to be honest with you. No, it was. It was that 
I'm not sure if it was in the summer or in the January, but yeah, it was. Um, it but was you look at the highlights, what he came into, and you know, this is this is was it peak Thierry? Probably, yeah, he's probably at the peak there. That season we weren't that great. I remember we, were, we had a terrible league season. Let's not forget. Good Champions League campaign, which ended terribly. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, look in the league, we, we were very in the league and cups. We were ter- we were terrible. We lost the league. No, the league. Of, we lost the league at semi-finals to Wigan. So it, it wasn't a great campaign that season. Um, no. So yeah, it's a good pick. I do think we all expected him to kick on. I think it was he was bought as Thierry Henry's replacement, basically, and they want and that was the problem. They put that pressure on a young man's shoulders. And you could see, like you said, Wenger shipping him out to the left wing. He was trying to rebuild a Thierry-type player. Um, and I think I think a lot of that feeling and thought process was, you know, said openly and projected to us as supporters. And, you know, being the mugs that we are as Arsenal fans, we bought into this wonderful vision. Um, things. Yeah. But yeah. Let, great, yeah. As you say, great, great man. Had some great moments for us, uh, but ultimately, yeah, he never really kicked on him. So, yeah, I'd love make... to know what Everton fans thought of him because he, he's the same there. Is I think he was the same there. Like, he's a good squad player, but he's never gonna, you know, move mountains. Next player, I mean, you've got a little list. I'm going to go for a little bit of a different one um, because he was a player who really enjoyed watching um, when he was kind of coming through and getting chances, and that's Carlos Feller. Really weird one. Um, I just thought this lad, and it, it's been proven. I mean, look, he's he's done well in the MLS. And like I've said on this podcast before, I think mean, there's players that can just reach certain levels and that's their level. Whether they're, you know, even if they smash that level and get the opportunity to go elsewhere, to go up, sometimes it just doesn't work out. And I think he's one of those where, you know, he's found his little home and he's he's happy, obviously, playing over in the States. You know, we see clips on Instagram of him scoring some great goals for LA Galaxy. Not LA Galaxy, is it LAFC he plays for? I'm not actually sure, to be honest with you. No, LA plays for one of them. Um, but, you know, he's he showed some real glimpses of class. Awesome. He had this, this kind of goal that he scored on a couple of occasions. This, you know, the little dinks or little lob. It's not really a lob as such, but, you know, it's kind of a flick. And he did it a few times. He scored some beautiful goals and he's done, you know, he scored some beautiful goals over in the MLS. But for me, just personally, um, I just thought this lad could have been, could have been top class if he had the right attitude. Yeah, I think he was, he joined at a weird time where we were going through a lot of transition periods and like, you know, a lot of our big players were coming and going. Mm. Um, Obviously, you know, at the time we had Van Persie who, you know, unfortunately can never really keep fit. You had Adebayor. Um, Eduardo so you, you had a kind of a mix of, of strikers yeah it's a, it's a weird one I think it's a good it's a good one I, I don't think you know, like he, he definitely had that ability you know you see some you know he reminds me of like a Fran Marida another, another sort of player you could argue very mm. you, you sort of look at what he's capable of but never really materialised did it um, mm. is it a shame not, not in an Arsenal shirt anyway no. which wasn't great it's like that's that's another one I mean, yeah, Carlos Vela, what a name. What a player. Great I mean, name. Look, great tech, you know, good player. Good player. Do you he see can't. the occasional Arsenal shirt on eBay with Vela on the back as well? I'd say he's probably out there. I'd say a lot of people thought he was going to be a decent player. I mean, look, when we saw, you know, some of the goals he scored, you, you don't do that from being a shit football player. Um, it's just whether he had the desire to really put himself through the mill, you know, at Premier League level for, 
the next 10 years, which you could have done. It's um, difficult, mate. Um, you know, it sort of falls into my next player. Um, Cause I was going to say like, I think a big, big part of it depends on the players around you. Mm. Um, but then you look at Jeremy Ali, 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 you know, he, mm. he came in at a time where, you know, we were arguably one of the best clubs in England, probably in Europe. Um, you know, you, you look at that squad of players around him, you know, the Omri's, the Burkamp's, Vieira's, Campbell's, you know, mm. uh, we had such an incredible team and he was a part of that. Um, he was more of a fringe player. Um, never really sort of got to the level, did he? He sort mm. of, he, he reminds me very much of someone like Reese Nelson, who's like, you know, you, you had a lot of, ex- there was a lot of expectation and you sort of fast forward like two or three seasons and it's like, mm. he's still not sort of nurtured into that player. And it's like, okay, I think you've hit, I think you've sort of reached your ceiling now. That's it, um, yeah. And it's a shame because, you know, likable guy as well. He actually always reposts anything. I post, I, if I post any pictures, I tag him in. <laughs> he always reposts them. He had to drop that in, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Like, no, I think you're right. I've seen, I've seen a few, few things that he shares. And, you know, he's, he's obviously got really, really fond um, memories towards the club he's still he's still involved in the club in some way yeah. isn't he I believe I'm not not sure exactly what it is he does but I know he's still involved in the club and yeah I think there was talent there and you know he was part of that kind of group around Invincibles where he was kind of on the cusp of coming through at a very young age and I think he wasn't know, good enough though was he really ultimately Fabric. I think he wasn't you, you look at Van Persie you know yeah if you take away Van Persie's injuries Van Persie would have probably been one of the best in the world and I think yeah player to player yeah. Yeah, it was was just not not at that level. Yeah, I mean, he was involved in some good performances, wasn't he? I think we can look back to the... There's two outstanding performances. I'm not sure if he started. I don't think he started the second one I come to. I think he came off the bench and had some impact. But the first one that stands out is the 6-3 away at Anfield. Mm. We may as well mention that to pick ourselves up after Saturday. Um, it was in the league, you know, he, wasn't it? Yeah, he was, yeah, he was heavily involved. That, that Tisa scored four goals that day I believe um, and then the other one was 5-1 away at Inter Milan um, obviously people will re- mainly remember uh, Thierry Henry's performance but I remember he had a very good assist in that game I think to set up Robert Perez towards the end so yeah look he was one of those players where for me I was always, I'm always excited for any player who's got a bit of pace I've said this to you many times I think it's one of the should be one of the first attributes we look at for a professional footballer at the Premier League level is if you don't have pace, you struggle. Granite Jack is one of those. Um, and Rob Holding struggles with his pace a little bit as well, to be honest. But yeah, I think that's a great shout. Jeremy out of here. What a shame. What a shame he never made it. What a shame. Yeah. So I'm going to go with my next one. I think this is another one which is unfortunate. Uh, not like the other the others that we've mentioned so far who just didn't quite have maybe the mentality to, to kick on at that level, but one player who had undoubted talent and then it was definitely cut short through injury um, multiple times was Abu Dhabi. Abu Dhabi, the next Vieira. We- ne- it's funny, isn't it? How we always have the next. We always label these new players when they come through. I mean, we've already touched on, uh, who else were we talking about there earlier on? Walcott. We, you know, he was put as the next Thierry from day one as a 16-year-old. Then you had Diaby as the next Vieira. I mean, these, 
as you know, as much as we love to project these ideas onto onto players, because we, you know, ultimately we want them to be great for Arsenal, right? Um, that's a lot of pressure, though. You you're not just putting you know Arsenal legends on them. These are two footballing fucking icons, man. Omri and Vieira. Everybody appreciates and respects what they did. So to maybe, put that pressure on them, yeah. Maybe we should, when like these players join, we should say like, we should set the bar lower. We should say like, you, you could be the next Shai Osanoge. Yeah, there you, you go. Your, if you put your mind to it, you could be the, but, you could be, you could be the next Carlos Vela. <laughs> it's a real, wow. it's a real shame about the RB. Um, yes. I was watching in lockdown, the first lockdown, a lot of old Arsenal games. And um, so they, they appear and then they get taken down and they reappear. Um, and there was that game, Sunderland, mm. when he he broke his leg. And I remember the tackle, but I didn't actually realise it was so late into the game. I think it was like right, right in the second death. minute. It was, yeah, it was, it was death. like it was the game was done. Mm. Um, and the guy who did it, I looked him up. Like he's a complete nobody. Like doesn't I think he plays like low 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 down. And there was like an if there was an article about it, and he was saying like he, how he, how much he regrets that that tackle, and it was completely reckless and stupid. And it, it really did ruin it for him. Um, yeah. I, I remember, I'll never forget Derby's goal at Anfield in that quarterfinal in the Champions League, absolute rocket. And it was just so many times where I remember he went to Liverpool again, actually, when we beat him 2 0. Do you know when yeah. we were like Podolski and, he did and Giroud? This that unbelievable run down the right hand yeah, side. He was yeah. great that day. Um, yeah. But he never. It was injury, mate. He never got over it. Um, no, he never did. And it's really, really sad, that one. That's probably... It's got to be up there, actually, of one of the the worst ones um, from our from our lifetime, actually, because yeah. there was... I mean, look, I, I've done it before. I can't remember the last time I did it, but, you know, much like you, you know, you're on YouTube and you're scrolling absolute crap to pass some time. And, you know, it was DRB's goals for Arsenal Football Club combination. That's worth a watch, to be honest. He actually scored some some great goals for us to be honest with you and the, the skill and athleticism he had easy to see why he was likened to Patrick Vieira um, just look build style was kind of similar but technically he was you know footwork was probably a little bit better than Vieira's at that you yeah, know, when yeah. you look at it I, he had great I th- feet I think unlike the rest that we mentioned in this sort of game well whatever we call it um, mm. you know you, you can't put it on him this was out of his hands. Yeah, no, absolutely. The Walcotts, the Velas, the Alliadez, they had opportunities. You know, they they weren't good enough. I think he was probably good enough. Um, So, yeah. Yeah, it's really really good. And then moving on for your... Did you you say the RB? Yeah, I I just did that one. So it's your your turn to pick a win. I'll do my final one. Um, I'm going to go with... Pierre Emerick Aubameyang. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Meza wow. is. I'm joking. Um, I'm going to go with Jack Wilshire. Um, Jack Wilshire. <laughs> God, Wilshire. To be honest with no. you, I thought you were going to go Ozil. Um, no. I mean, look, there you go. Throw, I'm not going to, but there you, you could throw him into that category. Oh, you could definitely expect- throw Ozil in there, 100%. Yeah. Um, the Ozil, the diehards will never have it. Um, that's another conversation for another day. I definitely think not. Jack Wilshire, for me, <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I think Gerald's just you know, if you, I mean, once again, it was the injury fucked him. Um, yes. he joined, you know, they went out alone to Bolton, mm-hmm. did really well there, you know, mm-hmm. uh, got in, got into the team, was a well established member, um, and just completely, yeah, injury ruined him. I mean, like, he missed, uh, 
going, you know, he missed whole seasons pretty much, you know, yeah. and it got to the point where, you know, I think Emery came in and just sort of said, nah. Yeah. And, and it was, a, it, it was, it was a shame how it really ended to be honest with, with Jack Wilshire. You know, I remember that obviously the, the Barcelona game we were talking mm. about um, him and Fabregas in the middle, but yeah, just, just one there, minute, mate. Well, it is. It's, it's like, it was like a Michael Owen, just could not keep fit. Not way worse than Michael Riddle, Owen. Riddle uh, with injuries. And, you know, I remember it's like, you know, as an Arsenal, you, we had the same conversations every season. Oh, you know, if we can get Jack fit, you know, if, if mm. this can happen, then if this can happen, it was sort of like, well, you know, you, and I think we did the right thing eventually saying, you know, you, you look at it when he, when he went to West Ham, he got rid of him as well. Like he just cannot keep Horrible fit. to watch. Yeah, it's horrible so, to watch that man's career because he is one of the few players that leaves. And it, it, you know, look, I think we all realise with Jack once we let him go, unfortunately, it was going to be hard to see him reach the, his highest potential wherever he went because of these injuries. Um, but, you know, he's one of those that we all hold close, close to our hearts, I guess, because, you know, he's an Arsenal man. He came through and I think we all saw him becoming an Arsenal legend. And it's just incredibly sad to see that it didn't happen. And, you know, I just literally said that Diaby's, was incredibly hard to watch and probably one of the hardest ones that we've seen in our lifetime. I say that because his injury was really, really inflicted upon him. Whereas I think Jack's just was, was something he had in him from just as part of his genetics. I think it was just mm. his ankles were made of glass effectively. Um, it's, it's such a physical game, isn't it? You know, and His style didn't help. Yeah. He was one of those that fantastic dribbling ability, but one of the things that frustrated me for with Jack Wilshire watching him play was, He's in, you know, he, he was always inclined to, to hold on to the ball for a bit too long. Not in a bad way, but it was just like he took the extra touch close to a player which invited the challenge into him. He did this a lot. Um, and ultimately, he got, you know, he did get clattered a lot because of it. And it was just the one thing I thought, just move with your ankles how they are, Jack. Just move it on, yeah? Just move it yeah. a bit quicker. But yeah, incredibly sad because he was an Arsenal man. You could have seen him as an Arsenal captain, I think. I remember um, when Wenger was trying him on the wing as well. That didn't really work out so much. Though. Yeah. He, was, he was trying to find. He was trying to. Um, that was that was half the issue, I think, with a lot of these players. The same with um, like Walcott. Mm. Like we just sort of. I'm not. I'm not blaming the manager. It just seems like we never. And the same with like Alex, Alex Oxlade Chamberlain, who'd be a great one for this as well. Um, yeah, he would. Had huge potential, but mm. did we see the best out of them, or you know, <clears throat> were they given enough opportunities in the right position? I'm not sure. Um, Oxford Chamberlain would be a very good one, actually. He would actually. Yeah, I think yeah, you've got a few players like that. Where, 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 where is your best position? I think like Ramsey, yeah. Uh, yeah. Wilshire, Oxford Chamberlain, Gibbs, and all, yeah. all of them sort of. None of them ever None reached made that it to level. the level we thought. Ra- Ramsey, you know, was probably the best out of the uh, best out of the bunch. You know, world class player. Yeah, you know, and, and that, that's why he's playing for Juventus. Um, mm. The rest of them, though, oh, what could have been? Yeah, I mean, look, the, you know, the idea in principle was good. You could understand it. I think, you know, Arsenal have gone from being the first club in Premier League history to field completely non English team. Crystal Palace, two thousand and four, two thousand and five season. There you go. On Finished by one. He's not even on Google lads. He's just fired that straight off. That's unbelievable. Do you know? I do know my stuff, mate. Tri- uh, the tribalist in me, though. That's the, tri- the tribalist in <laughs> the you. The Arsenal tribalists. 
Nice fair there. Proper, proper, <laughs> proper Arsenal. Fuck proper, off. Proper yeah, Arsenal. Stupid. Anyone says proper Arsenal is a fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ. Um, You're proper Arsenal. What is it? What does it even mean? Carry on. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> who's, who's walking around who's just a bit Arsenal? I'm not proper. I'm only like 40% involved here, but going to matches. Yeah. Um, yeah. You're either in or you're not in football, in here, let's be honest. I mean, I've got a few other players, but I think look, we'll, we'll revisit this at some other point when we hit another low and we have another shit loss and we don't want to talk about the match. We'll have this to fall back on. And that's we'll just park it for it. next week. We've got, and also next week, we can bring back um, Legend Court Hero getting the bin. In, yeah. Yeah, and that was pretty fun as well. There's I a love that. We'll, we'll bring it back with Liam next week. Yeah, well, I miss Liam. Liam, I know you miss this, mate. Hard man to tie down. Liam, if you're really? listening... So get get your shit together. <laughs> <laughs> We're only messing. We any love mess. you, really. It's all good. You know, we we will get him back on soon. And I would have loved, you know, I, I would have loved and hated his opinion on the Liverpool game at the same time. I think because I love the analysis that Liam brings to the table. But much like you, I don't think I want to want to hear it after that performance on Saturday. But there we go. Um, I guess we'll probably try to try, try to wrap it up, then, Steve. I mean, look, sorry guys, we have no decent football to talk about we hope we've kind of cheered the mood a little bit following you know the 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 calamity that was Saturday evening but as always we just want to thank you uh, for taking the time to listen to the podcast uh, and we hope you really enjoyed it um as always if you want to follow us you can do so on any social media platform Steve can be found he's at in the clock end you can follow myself I am at underscore the arse underscore and you can also follow Liam. I mean, you might not want to because he's not here that often these days. Poor Liam. Uh, but he can also be found at Gronin Guna. Uh, please keep an eye on our social feeds for information on the next podcast uh, and when it will be available. But until then, look after yourselves, look after each other. Take care. Goodbye. Thanks, mate.